This is the official Waukee Community School District podcast, Talk the Walk. Welcome to a very historic first episode of the Talk the Walk podcast presented by the Waukee Community School District. My name is A.G. Ellingson, Communications Coordinator, and our first guest is the big guest, Dr. Brad Buck, the Superintendent of Schools at Waukee. Now, we did not put any heat on your seat before you sat down, but do you feel extra pressure being the first guest of our podcast? Well, I, I didn't feel any pressure until that framing, and now I guess I am feeling a little pressure, but it'll be great. It's an awesome opportunity, and we've talked about the podcast idea before of just a way to kind of communicate in a new, a new way with our students, our families, our staff. So thank you for letting us do it. I'm sure this kind of aligns with your goals of being open and honest and transparent to everyone. Yeah, when you guys uh, pitched this idea, uh, I was excited at the start, and I'm even more excited now. Just uh, any ways we can uh, further communicate with our family, staff, and, and uh, students uh, is a great thing for all of us. So the first question is kind of a, a background question, that, and you take this however you want, but this is kind of a get-to-know-you question. Why are you the superintendent of schools at Waukee? Yeah, so first of all, blessed. This is an amazing place, and so... Uh, this story goes back a little ways, but I won't go too far back. So I was here, well, that makes me smile, 18 <laughs> years ago. I don't know, is that far back? As old as our, our seniors. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, family moved here. I was in a different role that time, middle school principal. Our oldest daughter at that time started school uh, at Eason. And so several of our students uh, went through the walkie system. They had wonderful experiences. Uh, we love this community. Uh, we love this part of the state, and so uh, having gone away to some other positions along the way, uh, and had our students have some, our own kids have some other experiences. Um, just excited to, when this came open that we had a chance to come back, and uh, it's also kind of doubly exciting because our kids see this as where they're from, so they're all sort of headed back to this area too. So uh, one of the upsides is we get together uh, every Sunday night, and I break out the Traeger. And we spend some time together. So it's, it's just been great in a lot of ways. But, uh, yeah, happy to be back. That's awesome. So the superintendent position in this school year is probably different than the superintendent position in any school year. So let's, let's just talk about this year in general. Maybe start with one word. How do you describe the 2020-21 school year in, in one word? Yeah, so I've... Uh, this I hope people take this for the the way it's intended. I think of the word pivot. So we have we have uh, been making decisions uh, as far back as uh, March of last year, and we've in each of those moments been trying to make what we believe is the best decision for our students, staff, and families. Uh, and what we've recognized all along is uh, because this is such a unique year. Uh, there was going to be times where we were going to have to make different decisions guided by information, feedback, data, those sorts of things. And um, in so doing, we recognized that we had to make uh, different decisions at times on the fly. And so uh, at some point, it actually got to be kind of a, you smile because you've said the word so many times. And for the Friends fans out there, uh, it's just that moment on the couch where Ross is yelling, pivot. And uh, we sort of had that at different times this year. But uh but I would say even within all of that, uh, you talk about uh, staff members, students, and families that have just rolled with things and had a can-do, this-is-going-to-work attitude. Uh, we have done nothing but experience that in Waukee schools, and it's, and it's been amazing. 
Well, I think this is also probably a great time for you to, to give shout outs to the people who helped make this year uh, and help make those pivot decisions that you talked about, help them uh, and give them the thanks that they deserve. Yes. So uh, thanks for a chance to do this. So uh, as I think back on that time, sort of the first people that immediately come to mind are our custodians and our, our nutrition services. So uh, what are we going to need in our buildings as far as mitigation efforts? Uh, cleaning efforts, those sorts of things, they stayed on through all of March and, and had been on throughout the, uh, the entirety of this. Uh, hard on its heels, of course, is nutrition services and how are we going to be able to serve meals to our, our families and set up a process uh, in order to, be to do that. And so they rapidly uh, responded to that. Uh, we also had a group, so we were uh, expected to put together a return to learn plan. And we had 30 plus subgroups of uh, teachers and other internal staff working on those return to learn plans. Uh, one of the other decisions that we had uh, fairly early that I think was especially helpful, uh, we had a district leadership team put together and that had certified staff on it, it had classified staff, uh, parents and members of the community. And so they were a sounding board and a, and a, a vetting process uh, for that work as well. Of course, our teaching staff had to <laughs> smile and say pivot right uh, quickly uh, to uh, a completely online environment. We hadn't provided uh, any kind of training. We didn't even have a, a backbone in the form of a learning management system like we do now. Uh, our principals and other related leaders were important uh, players, of course, through all this and continue to be. Uh, transportation needed to make changes in order to make sure kids were uh, safely to and from school. Our secretaries and associates, of course, uh, right in the front line of this work every day. Uh, our board members uh, just couldn't thank our uh, board members enough for the support and leadership they've uh, shown throughout this. And then, of course, two other groups that uh, were especially impacted sort of early and throughout uh, our technology department. So early on, they're scrambling and trying to find uh, wireless devices or uh, hotspots. And so everybody in the world's looking for hotspots. And so they were fast uh, to get into that mix. Uh, so we did have those for our students. Uh, and then they've since then uh, taken on and rolled out 12,000 devices. So they've had uh, been quite of the process through this. And then uh, of course our nurses uh, in a pandemic, uh, knowing that our nurses have done all that they've done, uh, monitoring students, um, doing contact tracing. And if I could just give it a special shout out to Joe Hermotka. Joe has been with us a long time. Uh, we went to her and said in that uh, lead role, uh, would you be willing to take that on full time this year? And uh, she has worked just a crazy amount of hours in service to our kids, our other nurses and staff. And uh, sort of, a, we're going to unfortunately lose her at the end of this year uh, to retirement. And man, if you want to pick a year to uh, have your final year in school, I don't know if she'd have chosen this one, but uh, we wouldn't have made it uh, through this without her as well as her team. So uh, lots of people doing great work uh, in service to our kids. I don't mean this as a joke, but the short answer to that question was everyone. A shout out to everybody for making the contributions that they did to make the school year work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and just reinforcement uh, that Waukee is uh, the wonderful place that it is and uh, the how do we get this done approach that permeates our system. 
the 2021 school year, um, also, I mean, 20% of our families decided to do virtual learning. I know it will look different next school year, but I, one thing I've been impressed by, at least with the staff members I've talked to, they bought in. And, and it was kind of another option of saying, this is what our families need. This is what I can do to help. And they, and they shifted. I was just talking to a, a kindergartner uh, online teacher. I, you know, I struggled with kind of sending emails two years ago, and now here I am working and teaching and educating on a computer. So maybe just kind of your thoughts on, on how online learning has gone. And I know you've sat in on some of the classes too. What have you been most impressed with there? Uh, yeah, definitely have been impressed by the um, tenacity and quickness that teachers have taken to making that online experience a great experience for each and every one of our kids. And so uh, there were certainly hiccups along the way as that got started, um, probably technology questions, um, and just things you would, any, any new endeavors going to have with it some amount of, you know, uh, opportunities and areas for improvement. Uh, but I would say teachers have worked especially hard to keep kids actively and authentically engaged. And what that looks like when you have 25 students in front of you in a room, or you have 25 students each in some portion of their home, of course, completely different. But uh, uh, yeah, I just, they have, uh, again, the the get in there, let's make this work attitude. Um, and I think they've done some work in building a network with one another so yeah. that they have some opportunities to learn and, and uh, grow from uh, one another. And then uh, have appreciated feedback from our families to improve uh, the process as the year's gone along. To kind of go on to your point, one of the things they've told me a lot was, I'm, I'm learning things, even though my school will look, and my room will look different next year, I'm learning things by doing it on the computer that will help me next year. So it's been kind of a cool segue oh, when absolutely. their students are back in the classroom, things that they've learned even by not seeing them for a year. So that's been really cool. Okay, how about, um, this is kind of a broader question, but it's, it's, it reinforces the value of education in community. Has your view on the importance of education or the way it happens changed or been impacted by this school year? Yeah, that's uh, uh, the thoughtful part of all that is it absolutely has. And uh, this is probably five or 10 years ago, I had a worry that ultimately we may see a future where we don't even have students in school and um, less so at the elementary, as I've thought about that over the years, because elementary tends to be a gathering place, a place for socialization, those sorts of things. Uh, what actually this reinforced for me is, while there's absolutely um, a section of kids that can be uh, treated and supported well not in a fully in-person environment, uh, we are the fabric and backbone of society in public education, and that that has been further reinforced for me through all of this. Opportunities for kids to interact, to get meals, to have access to mental health and other supports, to have the interactions that come with being a part of the school system, and uh, all the other opportunities that they have to do, clubs and sports and show choir and all the things, honestly, that I think uh, is what make American schools great and different from some other places is just uh, the opportunities that exist, the chances to interact, and. And uh, this, this whole thing for me reinforced that my thinking from a few years ago is probably wrong. I, I think we'll have schools in some form going forward, and this completely reinforces our important role of public schools in uh, the fabric of our society. Yeah, very well said. Um, you, you've touched a lot on, on decisions that were made uh, quickly, decisions that kind of impacted everyone. Maybe, arguably, it was you know, we go back to November, as we cut into, you know, in the larger scale, hospitalizations are kind of ticking up. Um, 
cases, overall case positivity is, is ticking up and, and you and your leadership team's faced with the decision, what, what do we do? So how, how was that decision made knowing that by going online, you were essentially impacting everybody? Uh, just, I, I think it's kind of cool to learn the background of that decision. Who were you talking to and kind of what was the, eventually the, maybe the tipping point that said this, this is what we have to do here for you know, just north of two weeks? Yeah, so we had been in uh, in touch with medical professionals all along. We actually pulled a group of them in to talk and, and guide some components of our return to learn plan uh, sort of months before that uh, in very close contact with uh, Dallas County Public Health uh, throughout all of this. And, you know, that, that particular decision, this is going to sound a little bit strange perhaps, but that one was actually fairly easy. And the reason it was fairly easy is this we had had all these experiences from people to this point. We had seen what happened with positivity rates and what a positivity rate actually meant and how that translated to data in our uh, schools. So what does that look like for the number of staff with COVID, the number of students with COVID? And honestly, the other part of that is we're trying to manage uh, sub rates. So one of the biggest challenges throughout all this, one beyond the significant health issue that this all is, and you wanna be careful and safe about that is do we actually have enough adults to provide learning opportunities for our kids? And uh, what we had witnessed sort of up to that, you may recall that um, our middle level schools had gone fully online sort of ahead of that. And we had seen what the sort of the tipping point looked like in terms of caseloads. And, and another part of that is the total number of kids that were being monitored. So you would have gone into our middle schools as that was unfolding. And we had as many as 200 kids in the monitoring protocol. So they had been around um, people that had COVID, but had been masked throughout that. So you go into a middle school and there's a line of 150 kids to start the day who are getting their temperatures taken and being asked uh, the medical questions. So we had experienced all of that. And so by the time we got to that point in November, the positivity rates are high. The ability to sub and, and staff buildings was uh, at nearly an impossible point and we had a significant number of classrooms where half the kids were at home in some type of isolation either COVID or near COVID and um, uh, our staff are trying to teach 12 or 14 kids in front of them they've got 12 or 14 kids at home and there's nobody left to staff and support the building so um, so when I say that was a fairly easy decision, not easy from the perspective of the strain and stress it put on people in their homes and, and certainly acknowledge all of that. But from a just, uh, we actually have gotten past the tipping point in our system where we can provide a, quite, a, a quality experience. And we just got to the point where for safety's sake, for quality's sake, we need to make that decision to go fully online. So um, yeah, it was, that was quite an quite a time in life. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I guess maybe almost 360 of that now that we're a month away from graduation and the plan is to have it in person at the high school stadium. It'll be a, a huge moment for the class of 2021. So just, uh, you think about kind of what they've been through, especially their junior and senior years when all of the, the big things are happening. I, I, maybe the, the theme that we hear the most is I'll just do whatever it takes to have it, you know, right. whether it's graduation, whether that's the spring musical, whether it's state basketball tournament. Your message to that class who's kind of navigated through some uncharted waters as they grow and, and do big things that, you know, we all remember of, of our childhood. Yeah. So I, 
you know, I felt bad. I felt badly for last year's seniors because they missed out on prom and sort of the spring sports and some of that kind of thing. But what also started to unfold then is the kids who are then juniors and now seniors, how it was impacting not only their junior, the end of their junior experience, but also had now started to leak into their senior experience. So one of the pieces of encouragement I would give them is uh, if this recent forces anything, you can do anything. So, and when you approach things with a, uh, how do we make this happen as opposed to how can't this happen? Uh, it's pretty amazing what, what can come about. So I think of like homecoming experiences, even to start the year, we wanted to hang on, they wanted to hang on to some of the traditions that are homecoming. They just looked different from the homecomings of the past, for example. And when you mentioned graduation, and now even when I say it, I get goosebumps about what that is going to look like. I hope we have beautiful weather that night, and it's just uh, they it's deserve just it. The, yeah, I mean, it's just totally the celebration that is deserved for this yeah. class, and uh, and I don't know, I'm pretty excited about uh, that night. That kind of springboards into what I mean. Summer is, I mean, there will be less people on the campus, but it's still a huge summer for the district. Uh, you know, this time next year we'll have be getting ready for two graduations. So just your thoughts on, on the exciting times of opening up a second high school uh, and the opportunities it'll provide essentially for every student that walks through the doors. Uh, yes. So uh, when I started 18, here 18 years ago, there were 2,850 kids. By next year, there'll be 12,500 kids or so. Um, <laughs> what I would say through all of that is uh, Waukee Schools has worked hard to stay focused on the individual kids. So even as the system has grown, we have worked really hard to make sure kids experience it uh, with more of a small town connected feel, recognizing uh, the advantages of a big school too. So we get access to AP courses and APEX and some really amazing things that would be difficult to replicate in a smaller system. So it's really trying to balance all that. So as we go to this um, second high school, one of the things about which I'm excited is, and I've, I've heard some of our kids talk about this, our high school kids in particular and freshmen, they really are focused on what is it about Waukee that makes Waukee unique that we want to keep and what are some of the traditions and they'll, they'll sift through and figure some of that out. And then what are some traditions that we want to make sure are uniquely Waukee High School and uniquely Waukee Northwest High School. So, um, yeah, as we make that split, uh, yes, it's a split, and at the same time, so this is uh, this is this interesting balancing act and sort of push pull that's going to be underway. Uh, one Waukee uh, with two high schools. So uh, we'll see. I'm excited to see how that uh, gets started and how that plays out in the coming years. So it's kind of an interesting uh, correlation here because you know we talk about Waukee, we talk about the elementary schools. I mean, Sugar Creek will be opening at right. this time next year we'll be preparing to open it up you know a, a year from that yep. uh, there are so many decisions that are kind of longer term uh, when it comes to opening high schools opening elementary schools but then uh, this year you're you're making daily decisions about who's are we going online or, you know it's how did you manage that this year where you're making decisions that are impacting like one o'clock today or they're imp or we might not see the impact until september of next year it, it it's it's probably tough to do yeah so um, when I first started as a principal, this had been a long time ago, I thought as long as you had the right programs in place, uh, you could sort of take people and sort of move them in and out. And as long as you had the right structures, protocols, et cetera, in place, 
you probably are going to get a pretty good outcome. That line of thinking lasted, I don't know, six months maybe. <laughs> and uh, this is a crazy thing to me now after all these years doing this. The, uh, the real advantage in anything is the quality of the people around you. And then if you also have high quality systems with it, then there's really no end to what, what, what can be done. So the way I've uh, been managing and navigating through all this is I work with great people. I work with great people that are close to me and they see their responsibility in this. They're passionate about wanting to provide high quality experiences for our kids. Uh, so everywhere that there are people in this organization in terms of leading in a classroom, leading a building, uh, leading at the district level, wh whatever your important role is in the organization, people have stepped up to that challenge and been a part of that responsibility. So even as I've been responsible to be in many of those decisions, the volume of decisions that have otherwise been made that we've trusted people to do uh, has been uh, equally important and certainly more impressive. So I just, um, uh, you know, you sometimes hear hire great people and get out of their way. I'm a hire great people and support them along the way uh, because they'll, t they'll turn out great product. And that's really how sort of I've managed and survived this. I think that's the last, well, difficult question, if you will, because up next okay. is, is, our, is our kid question of the week. Oh my goodness! All so right, this, this comes from your students. Now my hands are sweaty. I, I got to right tell now, you, like those other ones again. are fine, but now now it's going to get real. Okay. So okay. We, we reached out to Mrs. Franzen's fifth grade online classroom. She's home at Woodland Hills, and I asked for one question. You got two. One of them is school related. One of them is not. Which you can pick. What would you like first? School or not? I'll do the school one first. Okay. What made you want to be a superintendent? Wow, that's, I told that's you. Gee, Minnie, that's a great question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what, uh, honestly, for me, it was opportunity to impact a different part of the system. So, when I went from the classroom, uh, I love being a teacher, but I thought if I was principal, I could sort of maybe differently impact the system. Did that for a while, loved it. Uh, could argue you maybe even at some level that middle school principal was my one of my favorite, if not my favorite jobs. Um, not that I don't love being a superintendent, but each of the times I've made decisions through those organizations, it's really been about uh, how can I be differently situated to better serve uh, kids, families, and staff. So, yeah. Okay, next question. This is, this is might, might need even more detail. Your favorite type of pizza and why? Ooh. Well, so this is, uh, this, wow, this is, I so I, I don't know that I've met a pizza that I don't like. So just I would start there. Oh, well, those pineapple-y ones. I don't like the fruit one. Yeah. So the one I would say is it's at the OP, the other place. I think it's maybe called the Firehouse or something. But it's got like jalapeno peppers and Italian sausage and sriracha. I'm trying to remember what all is on it. But I, I like hot things. And so when I get a package, like if I get a bag of Cheetos and it says it's hot and I eat a few bites of it and I'm not getting any, I'm like, eh, you always, you always so hype hot. it as hot, right? Yeah. This one is hyped as hot and I can honestly say it, it gets your attention. So big fan of heat. Um, so that, that's probably my favorite. Well, shout out to Mrs. Franzen's online fifth grade classroom. We appreciate your guys' help. Uh, and next, our next guest on the podcast is Carrie Justman, principal from Milwaukee High School. So now that you've gone through the ringer uh do you have any advice for carrie uh, as he as he takes the hot seat number two? Ooh, the only advice would be uh don't worry too much about that student question that's that's <laughs> wow that's on the big board i love it 
That's awesome. Well, we appreciate your time, Dr. Buck. Thank you. I know it's been a, a year that, uh, you know, we're three-fourths of it almost, maybe even more than that, four-fifths of the way through. It's probably a year you won't forget. So we appreciate you making time for it. Appreciate your leadership and uh, enjoy graduation, all the fun things that we have coming our way. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for the time today. Thanks for listening to Talk the Walk, the official podcast of the Waukee Community School District.